Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for tonight's Feed Brown Bag. I'm your host, Tom Green, and we're here today to talk about Puppet Bolt. Before we get started, we want to get the conversation flowing. Uh, we're live on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, but not everyone can join in the conversation live, so we monitor Twitter. Uh, at V Brown Bag is the primary handle, but there are handles uh, all around the world in different languages, different time zones. We're always available monitoring the hashtag V Brown Bag. If you have any questions during the live show, any questions for follow up later, uh, hit one of our uh, Twitter handles or the hashtag, and we'll be glad to assist you with getting the resources you need. Uh, as we said, we've got shows all over the world. The latest and greatest uh, webinar schedules are at vbrownbag.com slash brownbags. And the videos post Friday-ish after the webinars on youtube.com slash vbrownbag. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to hand over every, the Puppet Bolt discussion to our extinct guests, Lucy Wyman and Alex Dreyer. You guys want to uh, introduce yourselves and Alex, take control of the, the screen. Yeah, so welcome everyone. Uh, I am Lucy Wyman and I'm a software engineer on Bolt. And I'll let Alex introduce himself. I'm Alex Dreyer. Um, I'm the lead engineer on Bolt and the product owner for Bolt. Um, together yeah. we are about half the Bolt team. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, today we are going to be talking to you about Puppet Bolt. It is a remote ad hoc task runner. It is open source. It is on the command line. And how this presentation is going to go is we are going to do kind of a dive into the deep end of Bolt and show you kind of a complex demo that I think exercises the power of Bolt. So show you kind of the uh, end result of what you can do with Bolt. Um, and then we will kind of take a step back and walk through the more introductory uh, Bolt concepts. So kind of explain what we did in its component parts uh, and introduce you to the product. So yeah. I will pass it off to Alex, who's going to run the demo. Oh, uh, can everyone see my screen? Uh, I can. Okay, cool. Then everyone. Can. I am everyone. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to run a plan, and this plan installs Grafana and InfluxDB, and then sets up Telegraph on some agents to talk back to that. Um, a plan is kind of how you script an orchestration workflow with Bolt. Um, while that's running, I will show what the plan looks like. Um, so this is the plan that's running. Uh, the first thing in the plan code here is we give the plan a name and we describe what the parameters are so that when the user runs the plan, they can pass in the parameters. Um, in this case, there's one parameter, which is how many nodes to provision. Um, unless there's already some nodes provisioned, this is gonna call this floaty task. Uh, a task is kind of a way to formalize a script and make it easy to share and call from plans. Um, and this task talks to, uh, uses a tool we use internally uh, to get 
pre-provisioned VMs quickly from vSphere. Um, <clears throat> we're going to pick out one of these hosts to be the dashboard. Um, then we're going to install the necessary puppet libraries on all of the hosts and collect facts for them. Uh, facts are things like operating system, how many CPUs that we can use later to determine how to install Grafana. Um, on the dashboard, we're going to include a puppet class, brown bag dashboard, that uses a bunch of, uh, that uses available Puppet modules from the Puppet Forge uh, to install Grafana and um, InfluxDB. Um, I haven't used Grafana for a few years, and Lucy hasn't at all, and we were able to get those modules from Forge and get this working in a few hours. So it's like it's a great way to reuse existing Puppet code. Um, then we're going to, on all those agents, run the brown bag telegraph class. Uh, and that's going to install Telegraph with some uh, of the standard inputs enabled and configure them all to talk back to um, the InfluxDB. And finally, a plan, just like a plan has parameters to define its input, it can return uh, an output. So if you want to call a plan from some other automation, there's a clear JSON-like object you get. Um, or if you want to call one plan from another plan, it's easy to get the results of that plan and use them. Um, so over here, we can see in a couple minutes, we got the VMs from Floaty. We installed Puppet and gathered facts for them. Um, we then applied the first catalog on the controller. And finally, we applied the second one um, on both so that we installed Telegraph everywhere. And now, by the time I'm done talking, there should be some um, information in uh, Grafana. And I couldn't quite copy all that, so I'm just doing it by hand. Uh, we set up a password. Uh, hopefully I type in properly. Um, and here we can see we're getting, we have some information from those targets. Uh, and both of the two things that we set up the Telegraph agent on are indeed reporting back to InfluxDB. Um, exciting. Uh, so that was the demo. Yeah, so I want to uh, take a second and kind of, you know, debrief on that because that was a lot of really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so you had pre-existing templates in VMware, in vCenter. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So mm -hmm. the way Pooler works is we have templates in vCenter uh, and Pooler keeps a pool of running VMs with each template. So I can just request an already uh, provisioned VM from the pool and it just hands it off to me. So I say what I want and how many of them I want and it just gives me the IP or the host names of them. And then, and then there's using existing Puppet workflow installed the application and configured it to your standards there? Um, 
I use existing Puppet code, but mm -hmm. this is a completely different. This is a masterless workflow uh, where I put the agent library on there so that I can actually use the Puppet providers to configure things. Um, but instead of having like a master and running an agent in an ongoing fashion, I compiled the catalogs from Bolt here. Um, and then I sent the catalog over and the catalog got applied just that once uh, and the results came back. Um, and so there's like the agent package install, but there's no agent running and there's no master running. So it's a bit different than the normal workflow. All the code is on my laptop. Oh, great. Okay. Thanks for, uh, for explaining that. I just wanted to make sure because I was looking away and we had a fully deployed application. So I just want to know where I missed that. So cool. Yeah, and that's part of why we chose this demo is that uh, I think a big part of the power of Bolt is being able to use, um, like I said, existing Puppet code to do things like deploy uh, applications, stand up web servers, etc. Um, pretty quickly and easily, but without all the like Puppet infrastructure or the ongoing management or needing to install an agent and master, etc. Um, so yeah. Uh, onwards, uh, you can install Bolt from this URL. So it's pup.pt slash install Bolt. Um, it's just a system package, pretty straightforward. So again, taking a step back, uh, like Tom said, that was kind of a, a big demo to digest. So we'll kind of go back to the beginning and explain how we got to uh, that complete workflow. So uh, Bolt at, at its core is an open source command line tool that is meant for orchestration and configuration management. Um, you can also think of it as an ad hoc remote task runner. So from your laptop or Bastion machine, uh, you would run Bolt and execute commands or scripts or tasks or plans uh, across many nodes in your infrastructure. It can scale to more than a thousand concurrent connections and uses industry standard protocols, SSH, WinRM, Docker. You can run it directly on localhost without even like an internet connection. Um, and it uses authentication methods, so password and public key. Um, and worth noting, it does not require running a puppet master or an agent. Um, so when you first get started with Bolt, the best thing to do, as always, is type Bolt help, uh, which will show you what all the other commands you are. Uh, and then if you type Bolt and then the command you want and then help, you'll get even more information about that specific command. Um, so there's a set of really simple commands with Bolt, uh, starting with Bolt command run, which allows you to say like Bolt command run cat Etsy hosts, and then give it a list of nodes, and it'll connect over SSH or WinRM, run that command, collect all the input, and uh, display it to you. Um, so this is really great if you have, um, if you just want to debug something, or you know a quick fix to a problem and you want to make it so. Um, you can also use it to upload files to the remote target if you want to copy a configuration file to test something out, et cetera. Um, it will copy a script over and run it. It will copy a task over and run it, which is more or less just a script, but we'll get into that later. Um, and 
it can manage all of the Puppet code. So there's thousands of Puppet modules on Forge. You can list those in a Puppet file in your Bolt project directory, and then just type Bolt Puppet file install, and it will get all of the content it needs uh, to run the plan or run, run whatever um, work you want to do. So the demo that we just showed you involves running a Bolt plan. Uh, what is a plan might be the natural next question. So um, the plan composes separate tasks. And by tasks, we mean like steps or functions. So it doesn't have to be a Bolt task. It can be uh, running a command, running a script, uploading a file, any of that functionality. Uh, and it can compose them together in meaningful ways. So we can uh, process outputs, like Alex returned that JSON object. We can compute inputs, so have like a variable that gets the results of a function, passes it along. Um, plans are written in the Puppet language, and they include many plan functions, such as run task, and there's a number of others which are documented in our documentation. And in that way, you can almost think of plans as like Bolt's scripting language of just calling multiple functions and processing the input and output of each of them. Uh, plans document their parameters. So if you run Bolt plan show, it will show you all of the parameters for that plan and their types. Uh, so integer, string, etc. Um, and lastly, plans live in the plans directory of a module, which is how Bolt is able to load and run them. I can show you the, oops. Uh, So this just gives you a little usage example here and it tells you what the parameters are. Um, yeah, and if you wanna see more of the like plan infrastructure, this demo is available at uh, GitHub on slash puppet labs slash brown bag dash demo. Uh, I think that's, we showed that link a little earlier in the video, but um, you can do more exploring there of like what a plan looks like and how it fits into module. We'll make sure to get that in the show notes on the YouTube post as well. Um, so apply blocks are <clears throat> uh, how you can apply like declarative Puppet code inside the plan. So Puppet has long had like a really powerful declarative module model for configuration management where you describe a state and then Puppet ensures that state exists. Uh, the plan itself is more imperative. It's kind of a script that goes through and there's workflow steps and logic that happens, but it goes, executes from the top to bottom basically. Um, and with apply, you can describe a state at a specific point in time and uh, Puppet and Bolt will ensure that that state are, it will ensure that state is present on the targets and then it'll come back and do the next uh, declarative step. So this means you can sequentially describe different states. If you have like a complex application bootstrap and you need to have like put all of the nodes in a cluster into maintenance mode while they pass keys around, and then 
you can describe this final state where they're not in maintenance mode. Um, it means you can uh, just use all of the thousands of existing Puppet modules for stuff like Grafana or Telegraph. Um, oops. Uh, and what did I do? Wrong way. <laughs> uh, but it also, and also, like, if you just want to do normal Puppet, but you don't want to man it, worry about a master or an agent, you can just use bolt apply as a command, and all the code can be kept centrally. You can check it out on your laptop, and then bolt will make sure that whatever needs to get to the target gets there, uh, and just the minimum amount that's needed to actually apply the manifest you care about. Um, so it's a great just masterless Puppet workflow in addition to um, being able to just sequentially do stuff in a plant. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was going to show the, um, yeah. what some of the public code looks like. Good idea. Uh, so for example, uh, um, this is where I took the um, Grafana module and I just pass in all the options I need to it. So the uh, and then the influx DB, and I pass the options I need to that. I kind of just declare a bunch of Puppet resources uh, that someone else wrote and published to Forge. Um, and this is really all I wrote to manage Grafana and Puppet DB uh, for this plan and for that demo. So uh, we've got a question in uh, from Graham. So is Bolt uh, best used by existing Puppet users, or is it? Uh, appropriate or good for a non-Puppet customer or user to, uh, to integrate Bolt? I, I, think it's, I think it's appropriate for both. I mean, I think it's really great for Puppet users and people who have Puppet code, they can take advantage of it immediately with Bolt, and that's really powerful. Uh, but just in its own right, it's a really powerful tool. And it, uh, if you want to get started with like a new configuration management tool or a new orchestration tool, uh, it's you don't need to have existing public code because there's all that code on um, Forge written for you. Yeah, and you don't need to have like knowledge of Puppet either. Our most run command, according to our analytics, is bolt command run, which just runs any like system command. Um, so I think things like remote troubleshooting, we've heard a lot of use cases where um, people have like 500 machines that have the same issue. And instead of having to go to each one and fix it, uh, or like write like complex uh, management to to try to fix it on all of those, they can just with one command fix it from their local machine uh, on like all five hundred. And as we'll get to a bit later with tasks, you can kind of do a lot of the heavy lifting in whatever language you want, if it's Python or PowerShell or Ruby. Um, like a lot of very little of what you do has to actually be in the Puppet language. Um, most of the work can be pushed off into tasks. Mm -hmm. but yeah, good question. Um, so yeah, we have the concept in Bolt of an inventory file, and we kind of skipped talking about Bolt's configuration in this demo just because uh, we felt like it was implied or obvious, I guess, that Bolt has a configuration uh, there's a file, you can set lots of parameters. Um, but one thing that's unique to Bolt is that you can do per node configuration. So 
you can store information about your nodes in your inventory file. Um, and you can either statically have just your host names in the inventory, or as Alex did in the demo, you can have them dynamically added to the inventory uh, in your plan. Uh, and then you can set configuration on those nodes. So you can say for this group of nodes, always use the SSH transport and use this user and this password or um, you know, always uh, have this connection timeout, stuff like that. Um, so that allows you to not have to like be able to connect to multiple machines in the way that they need to be connected to uh, without needing to run multiple commands uh, with each configuration specified with each command. So yeah, we'll take a look at uh, this inventory file that we used for the demo is kind of a skeleton inventory. Um, and that was because we wanted to create those groups dynamically in the plan. Uh, so we have these like empty dashboard and agent groups. And then from the plan, we can refer to those groups by name uh, and not really care about the specific host names of the nodes that we put into those groups. And then if we wanted, we could set configuration specific to those groups as well. Um, but instead, we just have a like general configuration for all of the groups, which is to set the SSH host key check uh, to not happen. So we don't uh, have like a false host key check or a in incorrect host key check if we SSH into a machine we haven't SSHed into. Um, so another really powerful feature of Volt is that it ties into Hira. Uh, so from inside those apply blocks, you have full access to Hira data. Um, Hira is a like node-specific data backend for the whole Puppet ecosystem, and this means you can get one. You can pull your data out of your code, so I can separate the logic for how I configured um, Grafana from like what the specific name of the database is, and then I can reuse that. Uh, class a lot of different places. Um, it also has a whole bunch of pluggable backends. So in this case, my hire is just in a YAML file, uh, but I could also uh, tell Bolt to get hire data from Vault or from a database. Um, so it could be loaded externally from the uh, code and the project itself. Um, in when it's using, when it makes a request for data, it sends the um, facts for the thing it's talking to. So you can have complex, a complex hierarchy or tree of how data is looked up uh, that makes it easy to easily set the data you want. So I can set some values based on the operating system and perhaps other values based on what data center the node is. And finally, maybe just some values uh, purely on the node name or something. Um, Uh, this is the simple data file for this. Um, I'm setting the influx uh, database and username to Bolt, uh, and I'm setting the password for the uh, for InfluxDB and Grafana here. Um, in the real world, I could encrypt these in this file uh, and then supply an encryption key when I want from the plan, or I could be loading them from Vault or something more secure. 
All right, so the fabled tasks that we've been talking about. So um, tasks are really just scripts that are kept in modules and have metadata. So that makes them really easy to share across an organization uh, and be able to um, like explain what they're doing and how they should be run by Bolt. Uh, so tasks have JSON metadata, which has a couple of different parameters. Uh, again, this is all enumerated in our documentation. Um, and it's stored in a JSON file, which lives next to the task script. Tasks can be in any language that your target can run. So uh, again, Ruby, Python, PowerShell, Bash shell, uh, anything, as long as your target can run it, we don't, uh, we're not picky. Uh, just like with plans, they also have self-documenting parameters. So those are usually enumerated in your JSON metadata. And then we run bolt task show, it will show the parameter and the type, and you can add a description as well of what that parameter is. Um, and just like plans live in the plans directory of a module, uh, tasks live in the task directory. So this is where uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about if you're not already a Puppet expert, how useful Bolt can be. Uh, this is, I think, the place where Bolt uh, also can be super powerful in terms of allowing you to like distribute your scripts easily across your team and then being able to use those across your infrastructure uh, with a couple of keystrokes. So, Lucy, you're fading out a little bit. Um, oh. So it was a little quiet, but we're good. My bad, but thanks for telling me. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, uh, Alex is running a task show in one of our built-in tasks, which is the package task. And we can see um, it's got one, two, three, four parameters, uh, an action, a name, a version, and a provider. They each have a type and a description. And you can see a little usage um, blurb as well. Um, we have uh, to make it easier to write tasks, we have we maintain some uh, helper libraries uh, in uh, Ruby and Python, um, so that you can. It's easy to quickly write a script. You can just write a me method or function that does what you want, um, and it'll handle all of the input and output handling and error handling for that, um, which makes it, which means that when you do use it in Bolt, the plan author doesn't really have to think about the specifics because all the tasks kind of have the same input and output format and it's documented. Um, so this is what that floaty task is. Um, it really is just calling out to a command line tool floaty. Um, but, and then it, so it parses the input as JSON and it and gives the output back as JSON. Um, so some, if you want to learn more about Bolt or you want to use Bolt, uh, these are some great resources. Uh, the Bolt Slack channel on the Puppet Community Slack is really active. Um, if you have any questions, please come there and talk to it. Talk to us. It's um, so active that we couldn't get through this without 
Alex getting notifications from it. <laughs> um, the Bolt project on GitHub, if you want to look at the code or file issues, you can do that here. Um, we recommend you don't install it directly or don't run it directly from uh, GitHub because we kind of like that package task, there's a bunch of extra content we include with the package. Uh, so we encourage people to install the package, not from GitHub, but it is there if you want to play with it or look at it or even use it. Um, the documentation is on puppet.com slash docs. Uh, we have a lot of documentation here. It goes through various use cases for Bolt. Um, in addition, we have a series of lessons for getting started with Bolt in this hands-on lab. Uh, so this will like walk you through setting up some like initial local VMs so that they're standardized and all the next steps work. Uh, and then it'll, there's like lessons for how to do inventory and how to run a command and how to write a task and how to write plans. Um, so there's, a think, 11 lessons are here, here or something now. And if you just want to play with it, this is a great place to get started. You can try some stuff here and then from that move on to uh, whatever like real problems you have. Um, the Puppet Learning VM has some orchestration and task stuff now. Uh, so if you want that, you can get a VM image and there are some um, like interactive lessons in the Learning VM. Um, this is the demo. Uh, so one thing we didn't kind of talk about is Bolt is really easy to embed in your own project or to create a repo of just for one Bolt, like a set of Bolt code. Um, and that's what this is. Like you can download this and as long as you're inside of it, it will use the like puppet file from here and the inventory from here and all the code that is in that repo. Um, and finally, um, if you want to uh, take part in product surveys or uh, user testing, um, please email testpilots at puppet.com. We are always looking for people. Um, whether you want to use Bolt or Puppet or not, uh, we would like to talk to you. Yay, are there any questions? This was Bolt at about 80 miles an hour. We have started to do workshops that are like, I think four or five hours that uh, get people uh, more like writing their own plans and tasks. And uh, yeah, anyway, bolts in 30 minutes is a lot, we know. So uh, are there any questions? Yeah, there's there's one and Graham, we may need you to uh, specify, to clarify, I'm not exactly sure I follow, but can you pull in nodes from Active Directory groups? So is Bolt able to use Microsoft Active Directory? There's nothing built in to note Bolt to do that. But if you can write a task that queries Active Directory or a um, function in Ruby that queries Active Directory, you can pretty easily run that at the top of your plan and um, like put it in infant, like it will, like I did here where I asked Floaty for some things to interact with, you can plug in really whatever you want to discover the inventory you're gonna act on. It was for pulling the inventory in from Active Directory Group. So yeah, sounds like like that's it. Um, and I have a question about the actual infrastructure and you know behind the scenes, what you need to run this and how is it licensed? 
So do I need to set up servers? How many running virtual machines do I need? Uh, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you just need your laptop with both installed and then any machine that that has access to, or again, you can, uh, it doesn't have to be from your laptop. It can be from any machine that has both installed. Um, but that's really it. Um, we have a list of platforms we support, I guess, is like our system requirements, but um, I don't think there's anything unexpected. Okay. So it's, it's not a uh, like client server thing where we'd have a, a virtual machine with some queued up VMs ready to go. It would just pull the code down and start working? Yeah, yep. on your laptop, on your Bastion, whatever. Uh, it is Apache 2 licensed for those that are interested. It, that's great. Yeah, it sounds like it would. Uh, it's a good way to to get started and with the automation and configuration management on a, a smaller, medium business scale. Um, and of course, it scales up, but it's a good way for someone to dip their toes in. Yeah, it is really easy to start using the tools that you already know. So again, just scripts or commands on the command line, like the things that you already use every day. Um, and then just scale that to your infrastructure. So in that way, it is, yeah, really easy to get started and then slowly kind of build up that knowledge and the resources you need to do more complex orchestration tasks. He's great. Um, some comments about how it looks great. It's good. So, um, is how can we get a hold of of you guys if we want to reach out and ask some questions, uh, have some follow ups? Yeah. So that Bolt Slack is definitely the the best place I think to reach us uh, and interact with the community. Um, All right. We're pretty responsive. We have one night owl on the team who will respond at 10 p.m. And then I'm the early bird. I'll respond at about 6 a.m. local time, Pacific time. Yeah, so that's almost 24-7 response time right there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this has been great. Thank you uh, so much for, for presenting for us. Um, you have anything else? Or do we want to uh, go ahead and call it a night? Yeah, uh, thanks a lot. This has been a fun show. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's very interesting. And uh, as they're saying in chat, uh, something great to look look into. So thanks for showing up. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. Right. Thanks. Thanks.